Hello, 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 beautiful, magical souls. Welcome back to the Soulfully Awakened podcast. It is your host, Nicole, and I am super excited for today's episode. In today's episode, I am joined by one of my sweet, soulful friends who I actually met on social media. Um, her name is Hillary Pearlson, and we met like all connections do. We kind of work in and out of the same realm and scope of work in the spiritual, metaphysical, self-care, healing community, and that's how we connected. So as much as I get annoyed or I get overwhelmed by social media, I will say as I always do, I'm so grateful because without it, I wouldn't connect with the people that I do from different states all over the world and really, you know, forge these beautiful connections of community and friendship. And Hillary is no exception to that. Her and I connected and started talking right away. And we probably have been friends um, through social media, connecting and talking for two, two years, three years now. And that's kind of the way that I met her and I followed along on her journey of healing. And she's very open about talking about how the wake up call was being diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt disease. And she'll really talk about this a lot in her life about how this shifted the um, trajectory of her life growing, you know, like living in New York City, fast paced lifestyle about how this, you know, asked her to really slow down. And she's going to talk about this in the episode of how she completely found herself through this healing journey and discovered kundalini, meditation, self-care, breath work, and the Akashic Records and deepened her relationship to what it truly means to practice self-care in your life for yourself. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you want to connect with Hillary, you can check out the show notes and I linked her website and her Instagram page. Please give her a follow. She is such a sweet, beautiful, magical soul who is filled with so much wisdom. And I'm so grateful to have this friendship with her and even more grateful to have her on the podcast. So please follow her if it feels aligned and sit back, relax, or take us along on your journey as you drive to work or you run errands and enjoy today's episode. Hi, Hillary. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. I am so excited to meet with you today and just to allow my audience into who you are and your story and to just listen to all of the magic medicine and wisdom that you have to offer. I think that it's going to be very healing and inspirational, not only for myself, but for everybody listening today. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And so first I would just love for you to, um, 
tell the audience and just kind of like talk about your story with, with healing. Cause I know that Mm -hmm. that is a huge focus of um, work that you help others through is helping them to really become the healer of their own healing journey and story. And so if you just kind of want to tell us about, you know, what your story looks like and how it brought you to where you are today. Yeah, that would be, that would be beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I have lived with chronic illness pretty much my entire life. Um, from the moment I came out of the womb, was facing different health struggles and um, it was just a way of life, really. I, I never felt a hundred percent, whether it was getting sinus infections or asthma or you name it. Um, I never really knew what it was like to just feel a hundred percent to, to feel really wonderful. That was, that was my, that was just the line that I traveled. And when in high school, I was diagnosed with celiac. So that was a a small answer for us, but it still didn't answer a few of the other things that were happening with me. Um, I had a a scare in high school as as well, where they looked at my numbers and thought I might have leukemia. And I went through a bone marrow biopsy and it came back fine. So we all sort of pushed it to the side and um, I moved to New York. I went to fashion school there and was on track to work in fashion and was doing internships at Teen Vogue and Chanel and Diane von Furstenberg and setting up my life there. And I was in my senior year of college when I started to get really run down. I started having trouble breathing and stopped taking the subway and started taking the bus. And people were commenting that I looked jaundiced, that I looked yellow. Um, my my <laughs> my partner, I've been with him for 11 years now, um, probably from seeing me every day, didn't really notice since it was a decline what, uh, what was happening. So we went to visit his family one day and they were just like, we need to take you to the hospital right now. Like, have you looked at yourself? Like, Dan, have you looked at her? Um, So I wound up going and getting blood work. And that was like the real big catalyst of my healing journey. They did a bone marrow biopsy, again, thought it might be leukemia. It wound up being something called severe aplastic anemia, which is bone marrow failure. And I immediately began the journey. Um, You know, there's so many, so many rocky appointments of just questions of, bone marrow transplant will be sort of the last resort and stay in school, keep doing what you're doing, sort of existing in this really uncomfortable uncomfortable liminal space of like what's next until a doctor just sat me down and said, "Um, you need a bone marrow transplant or you're going to die was, was what he said to me. So the peace that I felt in that moment of just like I had an answer. I knew what I was gonna do next. I knew how I had been feeling my whole life wasn't normal, that I wasn't supposed to um, feel this way. So we began the journey of, 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 of a transplant. So I, we, I have two younger sisters. Um, my youngest was a perfect match for me, a 10 out of 10. I packed up our cute West Village apartment that we had just moved in, uh, into about a year earlier. and moved back down to Florida. I grew up in Miami and received my transplant at Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa. And this is when I started to get introduced to these healing modalities. I had always been interested in 
and dabbling with nutrition and yoga. I was working at a yoga studio at the time when, when I got sick and it was all just sort of like fluttering my interests. And I had interest uh, in high school as well, but this was like, oh no, this is time to like, this is no bullshit. Like I need to like, I'm like the CEO of like save my, save my ass right now. Um, so I started really getting into meditation and breath work and my yoga practice. And this was 2011. And it was so beautiful because during the transplant, they had healers come in. So that was my first experience with Reiki. And I had no context for what Reiki was at that point. I just had this beautiful woman come in and do this treatment and it just cracked me open. I was hysterical the whole rest of the day. Like I didn't like it. I mean, it was just, it was beyond words. It was such a transformative experience and they would come and do chair yoga with me. And that was the first sort of big catalyst of like waking up and saying like, I actually don't want to work in fashion. This is not a line. This is not my purpose. And it, it, in many ways, was the most difficult, but also the biggest blessing that happened because it really shifted me on my path of what I'm doing now. So I still am, I'm still recovering from that transplant. I still. Um, when, when I got the chemo, so they give you a very high, high intense dose of chemo to wipe out your entire immune system, to kill everything essentially to then rebuild. Um, so when you, you get your transplant, that's day zero. So they brought in uh, my sister's bone marrow and that was day zero of my life. So I'm essentially about nine years old now. Um, <laughs> and I am still rebuilding my immune system. I get treatments for that every eight to 10 weeks. And yeah, so after my transplant, I'm probably a little bit too soon, but I am someone who, once they set their mind to it, I don't know how to, I, I, I'm, I'm just locked and loaded. I, I moved back to New York uh, about a year and a half after my transplant. So interacting with the germs and pollution of New York City definitely made things a bit more difficult for me. And um, Dan at the time had a technology company. So I started, I, I couldn't take the subway. I couldn't really work. So I started going into the office and supporting him and his vision while I started my first blog. It was called Jewels of a Dreamer and just started talking and writing about all the things that I was passionate about and cultivating community. And little by little, his company started like pulling my attention again. I started going down this path of essentially helping him run the business. And it was a very high stress environment. It was really long days. It was really big overhead and a lot of stress. And little by little, my dreams started going to the side and I really, uh, his dream became my dream. All my energy started going into that. And it was, it was our entire life. It was our livelihood. It was everything that we thought and talked about. And in 2017, at this point, I was essentially running the business side while he sort of took care of the builds. We were, we were doing smart buildings, smart hotels um, and automating them. And I started to get this really intense pain through my jaw and in my ear. And when I was in high school, I had a double jaw surgery and I thought, oh, this is maybe from my jaw. So I went to the jaw doctor and they said everything looked fine. And I was really confused. And at that point, like 
you know, it's like that energy of New York, that treadmill of New York. I didn't know how, or I chose not to slow down. I chose not to stop and say, there's something wrong here. I chose to just decide that it would pass. Like I would pass and I would be fine. And within a week I was in the emergency room three times. Um, and on the third time I was diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt syndrome. That's a version of the shingles. And within a few hours I had complete facial paralysis on the right side of my face. And I, we were set to get married a few months later. You know, we had the business going on and this was like, and, and this is really the journey I'm on right now. So that was 2017. Um, that was a catalyst that like blew up my entire life. So we wound up shutting the company down, a company he had for almost 20 years. Uh, we moved out of our apartment and moved in with our in-law, with his, his mom for about eight months to get back on our feet. And it was during that time that I literally just went from having that business, having this now diagnosis, we canceled our wedding, like everything stopped. And I went right into launching my business. Like within like a few weeks, I, I, my thought was at the time, this is my moment. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. I am not gonna make this mistake again. Twice I needed this wake up call at this point. And now I am going to start this business and I'm gonna start doing this healing work and I'm gonna support others. And it, it's taken much trial and error of launching offerings, it not feeling aligned, putting different things out, going through endless trainings and trying out different modalities and to get to this point of finally starting to feel in flow, finally starting to feel really aligned with my purpose, um, but also still navigating that healing and what does it look like to balance them both. And, and now is like the first really moment in the past three years where I'm like, you know, we moved to, um, I went back to New York for all those years and we, we actually moved to Florida about a year ago. So my lifestyle is completely different now. And I think it's like that shift in lifestyle has allowed me to really open up the spaciousness of like, oh, there's a lot, there's still a lot to heal and how am I gonna continue to hold space and also really take care of myself and also undo those stories. You know, it's when I got that diagnosis of the facial paralysis, so many doctors came in and said, it's not going to be healed. Like, this is how you're going to be. This is, this is it. Like if anything, plastic surgery will help you to heal. Or some told me at the year mark, whatever I do at that mark will be it. And it's like undoing all those stories, like really believing in miraculous healing and believing in what my body's capable of and letting go of those stories of these sort of linear ways of thinking of what we're capable of. Like really waking up to, I haven't, you know, we as a human species have barely tapped into our potential. And what does it look like to really start tapping into that and believing in my own healing and doing the work necessary to get to that ne next stage of healing. So that's, that's in a, a bit of a nutshell and sort of my journey up to this point. I love that. And I've gotten to learn about bits and pieces of your journey through like your blog, through your podcast. And so this is the first time that I've gotten to like hear it from your mouth, just flowing from the beginning to where you are now. And I think if anything, too, this is a testament to people listening that sometime um, our awakening process isn't all rainbow sunshine and butterflies. It will rock your fucking world. And 
when your guides, the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, when they want to get your attention and to shift you on your path, they will do it in the way that is needed. Because like how you talked about, like being in the energy and frequency of New York, being on that treadmill, that hamster wheel, that go, Mm -hmm. go, go. And what I thought was interesting when you were talking about your second wake up call back having the paralysis on your right side of your face, I knew right away, I was like, this is getting your attention from that masculine energy of go, 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 do, do, do. And asking you like, we're shutting down. We, we need to be in the stillness. We need to be in the beingness. We need to be in flow and trying to bring in balance of that dance between the feminine and masculine sides, the doing and the being. And like what, like what a wild journey that you have been on, like thinking I'm going to do fashion. Like, I didn't know about you, you know, interning at Teen Vogue and Chanel and, and those places like, wow, like for going from like that world to the world that you are in and now it's just like, oh my gosh, it's, that's like amazing. It kind of reminds me of, um, the author, I think her name's Ruby Worthington. Mm, the yeah. yeah, yes, because she has a similar thing being in fashion and around that whole scene and into where where she is now. And it's like helping to guide others in this like metaphysical, mystical kind of way and how she kind of got brought here. And so when you're talking, I like had the vision of mm-hmm. one of her books that I read. And I'm like, kind of reminds me of that. But I think it's I just think it's amazing. And just listening to you talk in to just listening to you talk about like the surrender that you had to have and showing up with that feeling of that peace and that grace of like, okay, now I have an answer. Because as we talked about before we got on the call, we were just talking about that surrender of really listening to the body. And when the ego wants to come in and and tell you this and that, it's like dropping into the body, like, and listening to its body wisdom and really starting to tune into that wisdom that comes from in the body and bringing the body along with you. We're not here to ascend out of the body and to live up in the ethers. It's we're here to use this. This is a great communication tool. And it sounds like for you, you're learning to deeply trust and to deeply drop in and care for your body, listen to your body and, and starting to create that really sacred bond of what do you need? What do we need? And I think that is beautiful. And I know that's something that you're really passionate about in um, helping others. And when you're working with other people, what are some of the ways like you like to support other people when they're coming, like they're on their own healing journey? What are some of the tools that have been the most beneficial and healing for you along your journey? Yeah, there's, there's been a few and it's so interesting how it shifts. It mm-hmm. makes me excited in like what's next and, and being really present to what is. So at different parts of my journey, as I shared, like around the transplant, Reiki was such a powerful healer and really starting to shift that energy, um, especially as I was taking like so many different, you know, receiving chemo and taking so many different medications. Reiki was everything. I mean, I remember in the hospital, the chemo really attacked my stomach and gut area. And I would just imagine like the Reiki energy, that golden light on my stomach, 
just really relaxing those muscles, taking that pain away. I don't know how I would have made it through some of those nights without that. So that was incredibly powerful and really beginning to cultivate my meditation practice. Soon after moving to New York, I was introduced to Kundalini yoga. So that was like the next big catalyst of really using my breath and movement and mantra because I have always been more of a quiet, introverted person. So starting to chant really opened up my throat chakra, really being able to tune into that frequency was so powerful, so much so that I went through a nine-month teacher training program to really solidify my practice in that. Um, and it's interesting because I still practice, but not as heavily as I did. It was just this like couple of year period where it was such a healer. And I, I definitely go all in on these modalities. So like when they're present for me, I'm like both feet 100%, just that's, that's my personality. And last year actually was when the Akashic Records came into my life. So I was at a sort of cross, you know, <laughs> wondering what is next in my business and feeling like there was some misalignment and that the offerings I was putting out like were helping people and um, better understanding themselves and having a meditation practice and understanding their own power. But there was something next. And I was walking on one of my daily walks in Brooklyn and I just got this like hit that I needed to receive an Akashic Records reading. And it's interesting because I had heard the name Akashic Records for years and had zero interest. And it's always like that body reaction that mm -hmm. I feel when I hear something. So if I don't have a physical reaction to it, I'm just like, okay, like, that's cool. I'm happy that other people are doing it, but like, I'm not really interested. But in that moment, I knew I needed to have a reading. So I reached out to a friend, Michelle, who has the company Holisticism and asked her if we could do a reading together. And it was like the most transformational experience. Like I couldn't even believe, like I had literally gone from feeling so unclear to having this hour where I just left and like everything opened up, my whole world opened up. I was like, oh, I see, this is what I'm gonna do next. This is the steps I'm gonna take. So I started after that opening up my own. And it was like this really powerful experience. I was feeling these physical sensations, feeling that pressure in the head. And I just knew like, this is something that I need to explore deeper. And it was like this sort of slow transition of moving from my Kundalini training and signing up for a training for the Akashic Records. So I signed up for that in September of last year with a woman, uh, an incredible woman, Christina Cross was my teacher then, is my teacher. And that weekend I had no expectations for. I thought, maybe this is a tool I'll just use for myself. I'll use it for family and friends. This could be fun. And that weekend was the first time that I opened up the records for other people. And I couldn't believe what was coming through. Like the other person was like, yeah, that's what I do for a living. Yeah, that's what I feel. I've imagined that that's been a dream of mine. Like, I was like, wait, I have access to this. Like, this is something that we all can do and open. So that weekend was definitely a catalyst. And I wound up uh, still no expectations, just posting on stories. Uh, they recommend after your training doing 30 days of readings and not charging for them. So I was like, I'm going to open up like two slots a day for those 30 days, you know, Monday through Friday. And 
put it on stories. If anyone wants a reading, I just did this training, um, would love to do it at no cost. And it booked out like within 24 hours. I was like, like I had never put out an offer, <laughs> you know? And I know, you know, at that point it was free, but it was like, that was like such an energy shift for me of just like feeling recognized and feeling like, you know, it's like when you're doing this healing work, it is a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of like, what does my community need? How am I meeting them where they're at? Not where I think they need, but like where they actually need. And at that point, I had been feeling like I hadn't tapped into like the full needs of the community. And after I did that 30 days, I made it one of my offerings. And it's been really what I'm doing 90% of the time. Since then, it has been such a gift. I open up my records almost every day. I'm doing readings uh, most days of the week. And it's incredible. Like I've just, it's like every single time I do a reading, I'm like, my mind is just blown. Like, I'm just like, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. <laughs> like what a blessing. Thank you, guides. Thank you, records. This is just this tool, this untapped tool that we all have access to. And yeah, so that's, that's really the main modality along with just, you know, meditation and breath work and journaling and, um, and self-reiki is still a really powerful gift. You know, it's just to, to close on that, that self-reiki, it's especially around uh, the facial paralysis, uh, really starting to use my hands to connect to my body has been such a powerful healing tool. Just taking that moment of like, there is, as you said, there's no, we're not existing in the ether. Like we're not here to escape. Like our soul is eternal, but we are here in this physical body and, and really starting to connect to that more deeply. Um, Cause sometimes I felt in the Kundalini that it would take me out. So now I'm feeling really uh, just drawn to more of the simplicity and, and just really more connecting in, as you said, that balance of the feminine and the masculine. I love that. And I love that when you're talking about the different modalities and things that really helped you on your journey, the thing that you said was, I'm here to be present. And so mm. what is really beautiful about that? And I think that one thing that people think is when we start to adopt and we're like, Ooh, I like this. I like this practice. I like this tool that we solidify it in cement. And we think this is it. We yeah. have to do this every single day. Otherwise A, B and C aren't going to work. And I'm not going to get to this place or that place. And I think we all go through that a little bit at the beginning of our journey, because we're just so hungry and curious and we want to do everything right. Because we see all these people that have are doing this and have gotten here and we're like, okay, if they did those things and I do those things, I do it in this way, I'm going to get there. And yeah. what I think is so beautiful. And I love that you talk about this because I'm so passionate about that is showing up to every single present moment and asking yourself, what do I want to do? And what mm -hmm. do I need? And yeah. letting yourself be led in that moment and choosing it's okay if yesterday you did like yin yoga and then you did breath work and then you did meditation and journaling. And then tomorrow you're like, I just want to do a nature walk. I yeah. want to do a little bit of journaling. And that feels really good. And not putting guilt on yourself and saying, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do this, Nicole or Hillary. And guess what? Now you, you've just fucked everything up, you know? Cause I think that we do that a lot. We really do. We really do. And I am so passionate about this topic too, because 
my wake up call with this actually happened earlier this year when all of this information um, around the Kundalini started coming out in the type of per person that Yogi Bhajan was. Mm -hmm. And this was my wake up call of like, this is it. This is time to release the dogma. This is time to release the rules. And any teacher, like my radar now of teachers who are like, you need to do this. You have to do this to get a certain result is like sirens. It's red flags. And it is just the complete opposite of how we came here to exist. We are here to check in with ourselves, to ebb and flow with the practices that are most aligned with us in a moment to moment basis. And there is no one out there who can say, you need to do this every day and you will heal. Like this is the exact way it needs to go. And you need to tune in in this way and you need to put your arms at exactly this angle. And it's like, how can we make it our own? That's mm -hmm. it. How can we take these practices and make it our own and release the dogma from it all? It's just, and I think it does take those years. And as you spoke to, it's like when you're really beginning this journey, you are hungry for everything, but yeah, really, really making it your own is, is where the real healing happens mm -hmm. in, in my experience. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important because I'm passionate about that too. And it's important to have people like us who are speaking in that way and giving people permission yeah. to choose for themselves to, to like, I always encourage people try on everything for size and stick with what feels good to you. And then if a week from now, you're like, you know what, I'm kind of over that you can choose again. It's like that whole mantra that you can choose again. I can yeah. choose again. And, and reminding yourself of that in every single breath, I can choose again. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I love that. And I'm the same exact way. And a lot of my teachings, the way that I teach is it's never super direct. Like you have to do this, this, and this, and then you're going to get to this little conclusion mm -hmm. here. It's more of a dance of weaving in like uh, talking from my experiential lens. And then I always say, take what resonates and leave the rest. And if you're like, oh my God, I love it. Amazing. If you're like, I don't really align with it. Amazing. And if you're like, Nicole, what the fuck are you talking about? That's, that's okay too. Yeah. Um, I'm here to be um, like a guide. I'm here to activate and I'm here to share. And for me, that, that is really what my, my mission is. I'm here to be in the embodiment of the expression of what I am and to give people the permission slip to say, Hey, you can, you can do this too. And when you were talking about the Akashic records, which I love because I teach, um, I teach others about channeling mm -hmm. and I'm running, I run a seven week course called flow. It's a group uh, course and it's all an immersion around channeling, channeling from the Akashic records, channeling from body wisdom, the earth, star seeds. And the reason why I started to want to teach this is because there's this, there's just like this heavy dogma and around channeling. And I wanted to demystify it to be like, guess what? You sitting over there who's never meditated, you can fucking channel too. Yeah. You know, because I struggled with that when I first started wanting to, to like receive information downloads to channel, because a lot of my mentors were doing it. And I'd be like, gosh, like I, I, I just, I want to do that. Oh my gosh. Can I do that? Will I ever be able to do that? And then when I started to, to do Reiki, I've been doing Reiki for almost 11 years. Um, 
I would get messages, but I would question them and I'd be like, mm. why? Nope. Don't say that. Cause I would get some really personal stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to bring this up. And I'd be like, are you making this up? And my ego would come in and then I would not trust myself to receive the information. But over the years, I just really started to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. What comes through comes through. Let's see what happens. And that is what I work with others when I'm teaching channeling is to help them surrender and trust the process and to show them that all this external stuff that says you have to do it this way. Um, or if, you know, you talk about a concept that's different than other people that will really stop us. Cause we're like, Oh wait, I can't talk about the Akashic records in that way because that's not how anybody else is talking about it. And then someone's going to tell me I'm wrong. And I'm like, but is it wrong? Because maybe you're receiving a wisdom or a breadcrumb or nugget of truth that you're here to deliver. And yeah. it's all about helping people to trust and find their expression. That's like the, the thread, the golden thread through mm -hmm. everything that I do is expression. How can I help you feel comfortable in your expression? Whatever that means through channeling the way that you dress through finding mm -hmm. your own way of healing. Because for me, that's been my journey is really loving and accepting the very otherworldly cosmic, um, unique, obscure way of Nicole, because I'm very much a free spirit. I don't, I don't like to be boxed in. If you tell me how to do something, I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. And then I'm going to go do it my own way, <laughs> you know? So you could give me 10 totally. steps and I'm still going to take it and be like, thank you for the 10 steps. Let me deconstruct it and let me make it Nicole, because I find that when we make whatever it is, be it our healing journey, the way that we do anything in life, when you make it more you, it just, I feel like it just aligns so much better to the universe and you flow with such effortless ease. And so I love that that you bring in those topics around everybody, anybody can open up their Akashic records and feel, see, and hear information. And I think that we need people talking about that way and not hoarding the information being like, oh, do you want it? Well, you got to come to me because, yeah. it, because there's a lot of teachers out there that aren't willing to teach other people how to do the things. And I'm like you, I've got like radars up. Like I very rarely work with teachers, guides, or mentors, but when I do, I'm all in, like I'm invested in what you do. I feel it in my body. I feel the alignment and it's that discernment of being mm -hmm. like, you know, and it's no judgment on people. It's just an energy. It's just an energy feeling and it feels good. And you're like, okay, this is for me. Just like how you got that hit with, um, the Akashic records to have your, your records read. And before you're like, man, that's okay. Yeah. You know? So I think that's a really beautiful journey of getting to this place where now you're doing the thing that you were kind of like, eh, about, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's so beautiful to reflect on. And just to speak to what you just shared, I, I, I think that your perspective, it's just, you are such an embodiment of this way of being. I think this is what makes you such a powerful teacher and truth teller and storyteller. And I just, that moment when you spoke to, it's like this being a full expression, really connecting, whether that's through movement or the way we dress or channeling, and making that available, like waking others up because I felt the same way. Like I had had others be like, oh, you, you're psychic or you have these abilities. I'd be like 10 foot pole. Like, no, I'm not. No, I can't. Others can do that, but I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And just what a beautiful 
offering that you have to really wake others up to anyone can channel. And not just that, but like the way that you teach it in so many different ways. It's like this sort of uh, platter, this smorgasbord of like, <laughs> is it through, you know, connecting with your guides? Is it through the records? It's we really do. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for teachers like you who are giving others access to their own potential and this information that resides within them. Mm. And yeah, it's just, it's beautiful to witness. And every time that you share a transmission or through your podcast or in any way, it's just, it's so true to your heart. And just this, we need people who are coming in and questioning how everyone else is doing it and coming back to the way that it feels most aligned. This question I think that you offered is a question everyone needs to be asking themselves. When something comes through and it doesn't look like the way everyone else does it, it's for a reason. You are here. That person followed their breadcrumb. That's why they created what they created. And how can you listen to yours? How can you listen to that intuitive wisdom that you have and move into doing things in a different way and teaching in, in a different way and showing up in a different way? And I think you're such an embodiment of that. So I thank you. It's a beautiful example for all of us. Oh, thank you for that. That may be like teary. I, I so appreciate you. And I just, just like listening to you too, and just following along your journey. Like I remember when you started to launch doing the Akashic records and I listened to your podcast when you would give some um, channel transmissions and it's so beautiful and it flows so well, like it, the, the fluidity and the energy, the way that it speaks, it's like, I can feel it. It feels like a ribbon to me. And yeah. Like I, I think that a lot of times we hold ourselves back from sharing perspectives, downloads, and channelings because there are maybe not a lot of people talking about it in this way. And there are lots of channelings that I have kept for myself because mm -hmm. I will wait for the right moment when I feel that sensation in my body, or I feel that nudge for my guides. Cause sometimes my guides will not stop until yeah. I deliver something. <laughs> um, and some things I know that are like, maybe not right now, or I'm like, why do you want me to say this? And it's like planting the seed, or maybe it's just for me. And that's just been a dance for me to understand the way that I, I move with this energy, the way that my, my physical body, my vessel, my gifts are really here to be used. And when I look at my journey of everything, of the things that I'm doing and, you know, like you talked about the offerings, we, we may offer something and mm -hmm. we're like, okay. And then the next year, next month, we're like, okay, I'm done with that offering. I'm going to yeah. move because we have to be fluid with what we're being called into. There've been many offerings or groups that I've offered that were great, served me for many years. And then my guides were like, it's time to let it go. And it's like, oh my gosh, but like, why, why? And then, but I, I knew, I knew in my heart, it was time, but up here in my ego, it was like, yeah. but, but you're bringing in clients for this. But my heart was like, this isn't fulfilling. You can't expand and grow anymore. Mm. And yeah. it's that trust. And that's that building trust with the body and the wisdom and like really tuning in and listening. And when you talked about being really anchored, like entrusting 
from the heart and, and speaking from the heart and checking in there. Like I resonate with that. So I have an open heart center and human mm -hmm. design. And so I'm always like checking in with myself to make sure that whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm offering, being of service to, does it feel aligned to me? Like, I don't want to be overarching and reaching to fit in, to deliver yeah. this, to offer this, because I, I think that is what you need. It's like, what is being called? What do I want to create? Because if it's coming from here, I'm selling from my heart. And so yeah. I have a lot of... I, I always feel very projector ish because I, even though I'm a generator, I only have my, my spleen and sacral defined with my mm -hmm. gates flowing there and everything else is wide open. I have a couple hanging gates, but nothing flowing. And so I often feel very projector ish. You're a projector, right? Yeah, I am. Yes. Yeah. I see that in you too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I feel like that. I feel like that a lot. I feel like that. Um, just checking in, especially for me, it's really checking in with my undefined centers and just yeah. seeing where I am um, operating from. Um, maybe any, like a lot of my like limiting beliefs or conditions or agreements and things like that. If they're coming, I'm like, oh, okay. Because yeah. a lot of time, because I have, you know, like we're both open in our head and in our Anja. And so for me, it's very important to be around people like you and listen to you. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so inspired. Like after this, I'm going to go open up my records, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause I draw inspiration Same. in, but I used to feel really guilty or bad because I'd be like, well, why aren't like all these massive ideas is coming to me when I sit in solitude. But for me, it's very important to get stimulated energetically by inspiration, whether that be being outside or just having a conversation with somebody like yourself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like maybe it's just a word you said. And I'm like, and that creates a whole download of something that I want to go write or something that yeah. I want to create. And so it's that awareness and it comes back again to that body wisdom and that trust with self. Yeah, I, I relate so deeply to everything you just shared and, and feel the exact same. And I think it is this beautiful trial and error of really getting the download, feeling into it, putting it out, then feeling into the energy of how it's received, and then coming back and saying, okay, okay, body, okay, heart, like, how are we feeling now? Mm -hmm. Because there's been so many times where as a projector, other people will give me ideas. And this is my sort of journey I've been moving through this year of as I'm putting offerings out and then getting feedback and testimonials or whatever it may be, really bringing so much awareness to, okay, that was their feedback. That is what they're feeling or how they would like to see it shifted or transformed in some way. Then coming back, though, how am I going to express this? Mm -hmm. Because there is... There is so much of like, you only know what you know. And I think really, as I shared with you before we started recording, like really being so conscientious about the people I'm allowing into that inner circle, really tightening that inner mm -hmm. circle. And then also managing my energy on the platforms I'm showing up on and with clients and always coming back to my heart what feels aligned, even if it's like, you know, my head can sort of get away with me, get away from me and just say, yeah, like that person did this and it looks so beautiful and so amazing. Maybe I should try this. I mean, the amount of times that I've done that and it just, 
it flops or it makes me, my, my health is always the thing that, and I think that's true for, for most people, but um, the health, my health is always a thing that is like, nope, mm, we're, we need a shift. We need to move. You're doing things for other people or you're taking on, you know, my partner, Dan is a generator. So that I think that whole journey of going into his business and getting sick in the Ramsey hunt was so much of trying to function in a way that I'm just not really built to function. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been such an interesting journey of like coming back to this inner knowing and also knowing that um, we may be ahead sometimes of what people need. Like we may be like a couple steps, like seeing the vision and also creating the space for people to catch up to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like with the channeling and the offerings, there's so many people where they're still in that space of like, I can't do that. That's not for me. And just allowing that to exist, allowing, that's one of the reason I, reasons I love these like digital offerings and creating courses and sort of like packaging up the knowledge because that person who a year from now is like, oh wait, maybe I do have those channeling abilities. Maybe I do want to offer the records, creating that space for them to sort of like meet, meet you there uh, when they're ready and in their time is also really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I love that you touch on that too. It's like that whole um, energetic hygiene around mm. like knowing like when you are operating in a different because I don't believe that we're ever out of alignment. I believe that we get out of alignment with what we yeah. desire to feel, but we're always aligned to something. And yeah. it's so important when we can catch ourselves and be like, whoa, I'm aligned to operating from this way. That doesn't feel good to me because I, even though I'm a generator, um, I have, I very much, I like when I'm working on something I love, of course I can go, 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 but, yeah. um, you know, I think the misconception around generators is that we have an abundance of energy that we're just at everyone's disposal and leave. Oh no. You know, and it's like I oh I, no. Yeah. Like like <laughs> I I just can't. And so it took me a few years within my business to really fine-tune, okay, mm. how many clients do you desire to serve a day? What do you want your schedule to be? Because it was like, Nicole, you are your own fucking boss. You decide. Yeah. Cause I would always be like, but if I'm not, if I'm not free X amount of days a week, I'm not going to have any business. And it's like, no, you make yourself, you know, accessible for what feels good to you. And the people will come to you. You don't work yourself around their schedule. They will create space in their schedule to work with you. That was something I really had to learn because in the beginning I would overextend myself and I would get burnout and, or I would attract clients that would overextend me that I would be more invested in their healing journey than they were in their own. I'd be so invested. And when they would come back to me for like an energy session or like a shamanic session, and I would say, Hey, how's it been going? You know, did you do those healing invitations that we talked about? And they were like, no. And they were, they were right back in the same place they were like four weeks ago. And then I would just be frustrated because it's like, you know, we're, we're doing all this stuff. Like I can't continually hold the space for you and do the work for you. So then I had to step back and be like, okay, who do I want to work with? What energy do these people exude? Where are they on their journey? Because when I first started, which I think we all do, it's like, we want to help everyone. Everyone. (laughs) And the universe will literally drop off every type of individual at your doorstep and say, you asked for it. Here you go. Oh yeah. It's so true, right? It's so true. It is so true. It is. I'm so grateful in hindsight, but at the time it was really difficult to 
just go through that process of learning to protect my energy when those clients came who were not ready to do the work. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just like, you know, it's like, please God, send me the clients who are ready to show up. Like I, if you aren't ready to do the work, then we're not a good fit because Mm -hmm. it is just, it's a waste of time and resources. So just really that clarity piece that you spoke to even around the schedule, it's so potent. Like mm-hmm. they will come and fit into your schedule. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like, that was, that was another really big lesson of just feeling like I needed to always be available, always be here, overextend myself, uh, available through text and boxer mm-hmm. and this, and that. And I think people like crave boundaries. Yes. So yeah, it was just, it was definitely an uncomfortable process of Mm-hmm. Yes, the universe will send every type of person your way. And mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what, a, what a process. Yeah, it really is. And just like touching a bit more, like when we're having the schedule and accessibility, like mm-hmm. it is that feeling of when you're in this work, because you do have this deep desire and this big mission in your heart to show up to serve because I I know because I can feel as I'm connecting to your energy, you feel this sense, like there's like this big bigness of energy. Like I'm here to do big things while I'm here on this earth. And I feel it too. And when I swim and I sink into that energy, I know that all is well and good. I know that I'm always divinely supported and I'm like, oh, I trust. And then if it kicks up to my head, then I'm like, oh, but you need to be more available. And it's like, but, and then I have to remember like, that's not going to serve me in the end is having my books open from like nine to five every single day. Like, do I truly want that? And I'm like, no. And for me, it's important to, I work Monday through Thursday and I have Friday through Sunday off. Friday is like my day, like where I have brunch or something, or I have coffee with a girlfriend and the weekend is my family time. And I'm very, and it's like, once you lovingly place that boundary, the clients that choose you that are led to your path, they will honor it and they will respect it. And it's, I think it's that too, that sensitivity around being very empathic. It's like, we never want to hurt anyone's feelings. We never want. And so it's like, it's like learning a lot from that. And I think like a lot of our, our path and the way that we operate is very similar Um, and so like, when we're talking about it, I I feel like I'm like, I'm talking to myself. I'm like having a conversation. I feel, I feel the same. It is, it is so, um, it's really a beautiful experience. Actually. It's such a gift when this happens because so much of this happened so much of the entrepreneur journey of, you know, supporting and guiding others happens in and our own healing really, which provides a sort of framework to be able to support others happens alone or it happens in these sort of like isolated ways or working one-on-one or in groups. And this is like, this is what makes me so grateful for social media, for Instagram, like these types of conversations and experiences. And I mean, speaking of loving boundaries, like that is another one that I am definitely, um, that's been top of mind. And it's like really creating those sacred loving boundaries first. Okay. Clients and schedule availability. How much, when do I want to work? What days do I want to work? 
and recognizing it's all possible. Like this is all possible. This is, this is setting the example, you know, speaking of like being able to channel, setting the example of like how you can have abundance flow and how you can support others and how you can be a guide in a new way. Like someone has to set the example that mm-hmm. it is, doesn't have to be nine to five, that it can be Monday through Thursday and you can take Friday off and have the weekends that our schedules don't have to look in this like linear way that people have thought they needed to look for so long. And whether, you know, uh, I mean, just speaking frankly, having Instagram and social media has supported that, mm-hmm. has supported this new way of like creating business and having these like this sort of divine partnership in terms of marketing and calling in clients and feeling like doing work that's, you know, truly from our heart. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful gift to be able to feel less alone, to feel mm-hmm. so seen, so heard, so supported, and to sort of be walking side by side in creating this new way of being and this new way of doing business and this new way of supporting others that just feels really freaking supportive and magical Mm -hmm. it's like wow this is life like this is what's possible and like we're just scratching the surface which is so exciting yeah and I when you said it's all possible like I got full body chills Mm -hmm. because I think that when we're you know an entrepreneur or even if we're not an entrepreneur there are things that we desire in life and you know, everyone always struggles with this quote unquote balance. Everyone's always striving balance. And I'm like, well, like, what if there's no such thing as balance? Like, like, you know, that whole thought, like I'm a very obscure thinker. So I always, I question like everything, but like, why? And I'm always like, but like, what does that really mean? And with having it all possible, it's realizing that you're not just a wallflower or a bystander of your life. You are a divine creatrix or a creator mm-hmm. and you do have say, and the universe supports you. The universe is abundant. The universe wants you to be abundant. And it's, we talked about it earlier. It's about like releasing those, those limiting beliefs, that glass ceiling, that box that we've placed ourselves in and realizing that, I'm not stuck in the box. I can step out anytime I want. I don't have to live with a glass ceiling over my head, my head. I can break it anytime I want. It's realizing the power that you have and asking yourself, like, what is it that I truly want? And allowing yourself to vision quest that and Mm. to go there, no matter how big or how small it is. I always tell people like, let this conscious stream out, take out a piece of paper, and write, I desire and write it all out. Don't worry about censoring it. Who cares? This is your fucking list. Like you don't have to share it with anybody. What do you want? Because it surprises me how many times when I work with people, um, that they don't truly know what they want, or they don't know the things that bring them joy. And I am really big on helping people curate what's called, like, I call it like it's a joy list. It's like anything and everything that shifts your frequency to whatever it is into joy that is going to elevate you from wherever you are to like, you know, up the scale of emotions and things like that. And so it's like, well, what brings you joy? And they're like, I don't know. And it's like, take out a piece of paper and write it down. It could be anything, taking a bubble bath, going for a nature walk, reading a book, you know, going to a movie, moving my body, dancing, listening to music. It doesn't have to be these big mystical ethereal things like going to a retreat. Those are fucking beautiful. I love going to those, but what are simplicity 
is beautiful. There is beauty found in simplicity. So what are those things that you can do for yourself that are just for you? And once you discover that, you can ask yourself, you can check in with that list. Like, what do I want to do from this list today? Ooh, is there something new? Add it to the list. And so I'm really big on that. And I think this whole theme is just like, as we're talking, it's all about self-awareness, knowing yourself, you know, melting into yourself, embodying the truth of who you are. It's like that whole concept is like woven throughout the theme of, of us, like what we're talking about. And I know we're very passionate about it. Yeah, so deeply passionate. And I love what you spoke to around the joy mm-hmm. because it really, joy really is found in those little moments. It's it's so easy to get ahead of ourselves and to think that we need to spend all this money or do all these things to feel joyous. Oh, well, like I need to go on this big trip or I need to go on a retreat. And those things are beautiful, but that isn't like the real joy is found in the simplicity because that is where the present moment, that's where you meet the present moment. And I love that you take your clients through that exercise because I think so many people are walking around unaware of these things that really that simple shift of just like going outside or saying like, what do I want to read today? Mm -hmm. Or what can I cook? Or who can I call? How can I spend my time in a joyous way? It's, it's like just that little piece of awareness can actually move you from feeling like you're trapped in your routine or in your schedule or in your work and completely shift that energy in a moment of what's possible. Because when you create that space, it's like it really anything is possible. It's like actually being able to tap into that. And I think that's the other reason why I love the record so deeply is because, okay, well, if you're not feeling connected to what that is, like let's go on the records. Like, what are your guides? What is the highest vision that your guides are holding for you that we can drop in? Like, I love when clients are like, oh, well, like I thought about that, but like, I don't know if it's possible or I've been thinking about that, but like, I didn't know if like I could trust that voice or trust. It's like, it already exists within us. And I just, that's one of the many reasons I love the records because it just amplifies that. It amplifies what's possible. And when it, they bring in that big vision for the person, And I just see them starting to open up, like the heart opens up, the eyes are getting brighter. It's like, oh, wow. Like I'm allowed to dream. Yes. You are allowed to dream. You're allowed to think big. Like that is what you are here to do. And we are here to have this full, joyous, abundant life. And all of these tools is channeling this connecting to your joy. It's just, it is such simple yet powerful tools to to help us get there. So yeah, it's really, it's such a, it, it brings me a lot of joy. That is one of yeah. my definite places of joy is, mm-hmm. is sharing that. And I can tell, cause for those of you who can't see, um, we're on video <laughs> chat and as she's talking, like I can, like when you talk about the Akashic records, like your aura just gets bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger. And because it's very nice, cause you're, um, you have a white background. So I can, <laughs> I can really clearly see your aura. Um, so like, as you're talking about the Akashic records, you can really tell that, that it really is an energy field where you melt into, and it does just completely up your frequency. And it puts you in that high vibrational frequency of joy and love. Like, and it's like pure, 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 pure white light. And, um, like, I love that. And if you could just give like, cause I know people are probably listening. They're like, Oh, I want to like tap into the Akashic records. Yeah. 
what would just be some tips that you would give to the listeners to help them start to be familiar um, with the records or how they could start tapping into their own records? What would be something you'd give to like beginners out there listening? Yeah, I, uh, first I like to just give like a little, so I have a course on this. It's a, a small course. It's like a side note, but the, the sort of couple tips is first, the first question always is like, this is amazing. What are the records? Mm -hmm. So the records are this energetic library that exists for everything that has energy. And in the records, these archives have all hold all past, present and future possibility. So when you go into the records, you're connecting with your masters, teachers and loved ones. Your masters have been with your soul through all your lifetimes, guiding you through each lifetime. They've never been in human form. Your teachers are as you would imagine them, teachers through your lifetimes, but also figures like Gandhi or Mother Teresa or Archangels, or I've had Jesus come in, you know, depending on who's part of your spiritual team. And then loved ones are your soul family, not just your blood family, they're all lifetimes. So we all have this spiritual team and you go into the records and you ask questions starting with what, why, or how. And it can be about anything, everything from what's my life's purpose, what's my soul's purpose to how do I navigate this difficult aspect of this relationship or what offering do I put in the world to what nourishment will best serve my body or what do I need to know about my health? I mean, it is an infinite amount of questions. So once you get clear in those questions, I recommend finding whatever practice helps you to ground, whether that's a guided meditation, a breathwork practice, grounding on your own, you sort of find what that is for you and really make sure that you're grounded and intentional when you go in the records. And I used the pathway prayer by Linda Howe, but it is, there's so many ways you can access the records through meditation, through prayer. If you're unsure of how to get started, if there's a teacher who uses a prayer that you relate to, that you feel connected to, use that. Once you're in the records, you can ask like, what prayer, what mantra should I use? What can you show me? How do I know I'm in the records? What's a sign so I know that I'm here? Um, and then I always recommend having your questions ready because what will happen is you'll open your records and you might feel pressure in your head. And that is because a lot of information starts flowing through, whether you're feeling that in your body or actually feeling, um, seeing visuals. Some people see auras, some people just have a, a sort of inner knowing. So we all experience the records in different ways. So consistency going in without expectations with questions ready or one of my favorite ways to use the records is to go in for a healing session you can actually just go in and say masters teachers and loved ones take me to my healing space I give you permission to work on me I give you permission to give me a healing session and just receive because as you spoke to it is just pure light it is pure divine light there is nothing that will come through the records that is not to serve your highest good. Even if it's not what you expect, just sitting with it and a beautiful, you know, speaking of the stream of consciousness, writing and connecting with that, I always recommend when you're opening your own records, having a journal near, nearby because writing is a beautiful way to start to really channel um, as, I'm, as I'm sure that you, you teach in your uh, course and with your clients as well. So, and I love to look back on my Akashic journal of like, 
what was that thing? Cause sometimes they won't, they'll only give you what serves you. So sometimes like I'll get this little glimpse into a past life. Um, and I'm like, what is that? And it's like, that's all they want to give me. That's all that's ready to serve me. So I'll just keep asking and start putting those puzzle pieces. So the journal is really helpful and yeah, it's just, it's just a beautiful, uh, sacred place to go into, to receive answers and healing and, um, yeah, did, did that clearly create a, yes. a okay, yes. beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's extremely like, like it demystifies like the mm-hmm. whole, like, cause when you hear a Kashuk record, you're like, oh my God, it's just, it's magical. It's beautiful. Yeah. But like you help to like really make it accessible. And that's something the things that I love that you talk about is like, yes, I use the pathway prayer, but you can create your own. And it's something that mm-hmm. I teach when I teach channeling from the Akashic records, because okay. when I first started teaching it, well, when I started doing it myself, I'd use the pathway prayer. And then I kept getting this message to create my own. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be able to access it if I don't. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to create my own. And then I took this um, course with this, um, Akashic channeler and she actually created her own. And, and it was right after I started getting these messages do my, and then I was like permission slip. And so Mm -hmm. when I teach the, um, channeling from the Akashic records, I say, you, here's the pathway prayer. I use the same one by Linda. I teach it. I teach that one. And I say, use it, use it, use it. If it feels aligned, but the moment that you start to feel like I can create my own trust in that. What do you want to create and let it flow out? And for me, it's just dropping into my body. I'm really grounded. I start to connect to the energy. I feel it building up in my body. And then I, I let myself just channel speak, whatever that opening prayer is going to be. And then I wait. And for me, I always feel the energy pick up when I know I'm in the Akashic records, it starts in my feet and starts rising up through my legs and comes up. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm there. I'm in there. And, And I think that's, what's really beautiful too, is simply just practice opening and closing the records. How does it feel to your body? And it's like that, like that knowingness you talked about, like you will know when you're in there, like you're going to, you're going to feel and perceive and receive the energy in whatever way that they know that you will understand, trust that. So how does that feel in your body? And when you're getting the messages, because people get really hung up on, I have to visualize, I have to be clairvoyant. I have to see. And I always tell people that's only one way. Can you feel it? You can know it. You can hear it. You may smell things. What whatever your predominant Claire gifts are, your guides are going to speak to you through that because they know that you can receive the information. So we have to get out of our mind that we have to have these stream of thoughts. Cause a lot of people be like, well, I didn't see anything, but I felt I'm like, okay, you're sensing the energy correctly. What did you feel? Write it down, write out everything that you did. And so taking people to that healing space as well that you talked about. I love that you talked about that. Cause when I take people through shamanic journeys, I will take them through a journey where they get to go into the upper realms to be shown what their healing temple is like, and then they can return there anytime they want. So it's like kind of going into the Akashic records and just going there to receive healing. What does that look like? I love going to it. Like mine is like this beautiful crystal temple with like this crystal bed that I get to lay on. And I receive all these crystal like upgrades where they're like Mm. doing psychic surgery and opening me up and putting crystals in my body. And then I have like this rainbow swirly, like little water pool that I get to soak in. And so it's like, that's my healing temple. So when I need to receive, I just sink into meditation. I set the intention to journey there and I go there and I receive 
whatever it is that I need. Maybe it's straight up healing. Maybe I get a little insight and like, Hey, you should bring this into your sessions. And then I'm like, okay. And I write it down when I'm out, but yeah, there's just so much you can do in this very multifaceted, multidimensional quantum energy field. Yeah, I love that you spoke to that. And I think it's such a beautiful invitation and reminder of this healing. It doesn't, it, it really just requires you. Like you can do this. You can find your own healing temple, your own beautiful space to go and receive. And what a gift, like what a, I mean, I know for me, just I wondered like, how did I live so many years without knowing that this was right there? Like this was mm -hmm. right there. I just needed the intention and to ground and just say, let's, let's go, let's go. And it's like this whole world exists for all of us. And it can be really easy when you're suffering or in the depths of healing or feeling like, what do I do next? Like, what does my body need? How do I heal from this? What do I eat? Where do I go? What business? All these questions to just mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm just going to go inward. Like I don't need to, I, I can go and find support and support is beautiful when you feel connected to the person, but it's like being grounded in like, no one's going to have those answers for you. It's always going to be about coming back home, coming mm -hmm. back into your body and your heart. So I love the visual of your, your healing space too. I saw <laughs> you there and it was just so stunning. I like, I love that you have this beautiful pool and the rainbows. It's just, yeah, it's, we each have that and what a gift, what a gift it is. Yeah. It's such a gift. I, I just, I, this is why I love meeting with people like you and chatting on my podcast because it gives the inner child, Nicole, that always felt so different and so weird and so unique, a place to like unleash and play and to talk about like all of these topics or concepts or to like expand my perspective where I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I've been thinking that or feeling that, or oh, I haven't thought of it that way before. Thank you. And so I just thank you for showing up here today with an open heart and just sharing your journey, your story and your medicine and wisdom and gifts today on the podcast. I know that everybody who's listening today is meant to be here and they're going to get something out of today's topic for sure. Thank you so much. It such a gift to be here with you truly I am feeling such a, a shift in energy and I'm just so grateful to be able to bring this into my day and, and be able to listen to this again and I thank you so much for having me and for the medicine and the gifts that you show up with every day and you bring to the world I am just grateful to be in that space with you and to be able to receive all that you that you offer so thank you thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And if people who are listening want to connect with you, follow your work or work with you, what are the best ways and spaces that they can do that? Sure. So my website is the dreamery, the D R E A M E R I E.com. I have all my offerings on there. And then on Instagram, it's at Hillary Pearlson and Hillary is with one L Pearl S O N. And that is the main space that I'm on. They can join my email list and I will joyfully create a code if they're interested in the course so they can receive a discount. Um, it's 
was such a joy to create and you can open the records in under one hour after going through it. So that is where I'm at and where you can find me. Amazing. And I'll be sure guys, it'll be in the show notes with all of her links there. So you can quickly connect, definitely follow Hillary. She has a lot of beautiful information. She has a beautiful podcast as well, where she shares a lot of things on there. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody that tuned in and sat with us as we weaved in and out of beautiful conversation. We appreciate you and I am sending you so much love and I will talk to you on the next podcast until next time.